Hi friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our opinions on a ton of different topics in hopes we can get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our opinions and experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals. No one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome to the Be Real Babe podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope that you have a good time. And if you're a returning listener, watcher, supporter, thank you guys so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for coming back time and time again. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy. I am the host of the show. And today, you guys, you're on episode 164, Food with Macro McKay. Guys, I'm so excited for you here for you to hear. Oh, I'm really struggling today. Oh, let's just end 2023 with great English BGs. Anyways, Food with Macro McKay. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I absolutely adore this woman. I love the impact that she has on everyone. I have been a cheerleader of hers and she has been a cheerleader of mine for a very long time. And I just, everything that she does is great. She's just so real. She's so raw. She's so authentic. She shares everything and she's truly here to help the people of the world. So before we get on to this amazing episode, I just want to remind you if you are listening on the video platforms like YouTube and Rumble, don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. If you are listening on the audio platforms like Spotify or Anchor or Apple, you can also turn on notifications and give us a review if you're feeling a gift gift giving this end of the season while you're watching this. And then if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at the Be Real Babe podcast on Facebook. Pinterest and Instagram. All right, guys, that was a struggle. Hopefully 2024 will be better at these intros. My God, it's been like how many still fucking about. But anyways, guys, let's get on to the show. All right, babes, it's time to get on to the show. And with me today, I have a very special returning guest. I love this woman so much. I'd like to work. welcome Lori to the show. Hey, babe, how are you? How are you? Hey, Brandy, I'm great. So excited to see you. I feel like it's been like six years, probably, oh, since I've seen you. Way, way too long. Yeah, I think just before I left GP, I think was probably the last time I seen you in real life. I know. We did. We did have another episode, you guys. This is not Lori's first time on the show, but uh, this is first time on video. So it's so nice I actually get, you know, it's nice to hear your voice, but it's like, it's so different when you get to see a video and it's great to have guests that I miss because it's like a an episode for my community and then I get a visit too. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> a little catch up. Yeah. So before we get on, let's pretend you've never been on the show before. Before we get in talking about macros and the huge impact that you are making on those around you, um, do you want to give us a little bit about you and uh, what you did before you were a uh, macro, macro magician? Well, I am a 40 year old mom of two. Um, we moved to Alberta, my husband and I, 10 years ago, going on 11, I think. Um, um, we've been married, been married for, for 
12 years, years together as a teen. Um, so, um, yeah, so we yeah, moved, we, we decided to move to Alberta, Alberta new family, family, no, no like immediate family, family. and, and um, have, um, the kids. have the kids. My husband, my husband has, has been oiled oil pretty much for the past, past 10 years. years. We do have we two have kids, eight and a half year old and an almost five year old. Which is mind blowing. that old already. <laughs> I'm not. I just, yeah. Last time it was like he was crawling around and just, you know, learning all yeah. like what life was about. Um, Moxie wasn't right. even, yeah, a thought quite, maybe a thought, but not, uh, not in discussion, but with me at least. <laughs> with us, right. So. And now, so yeah, fast. now they're eight and a half and almost five next month. And it's just, and, the goes, and I don't understand how they're that old when I'm only like 25. I know. That's, I also do that with my mom. Like, okay, so my mom's 35 years old. My grandma's like 55. And I'm like, no, wait, I just turned 37. So how does that make sense? Yeah. But in well, my mind. 40 was a big was year a big for year. me. It was very different. Very different. So, That's so fair. I, uh, but, but to be fair, I'm in better, better, better shape than I was at 40 than I was at 20. So I'll take Isn't it. That crazy? <laughs> Isn't that wild? And I don't know if it's like, because you're not saying you, but everyone's journey is probably different. Like some people yeah. probably have to do it for a yeah. medical reason or someone, you know, as you age, you realize like how important and how much that does lengthen your life. Like so many people mm -hmm. have a misconception of, fitness and nutrition and wellness of it just being about aesthetics like that is a great byproduct but most people aren't there for that they're there for mental health clarity they're there for to have their life longer to have an hour of control to do something positive for themselves to maybe <clears throat> stop themselves from doing a different addiction or take a step from motherhood and a busy life you know where you have your me time so the aesthetics yeah are great but how many of us like do this all the time and we don't have abs i'm never going to have abs i just laid that thread i don't care <laughs> i do it because yeah, for so many other reasons right and when when i started like in my early 20s versus now it's totally different as well i was starting you know to oh. be that quote-unquote like bikini fitness whatever and now it's just like no i just want to be able to carry all my groceries and you know if right, we move right. be able to pick up the couch and help move and and be able to go for hikes and not be dying within 30 seconds and so right, yeah I just right. um I love that um I feel like we're at that age where that fitness wasn't really huge in our 20s like it is now like on TikTok and, and YouTube and I just don't think there was many fitness like you know what I mean do you feel that way not I was like, thinking about this yeah, not day. like this at all I don't, I don't yeah I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure I only got the internet when I was in my 20s yeah <laughs> exactly like so it's like and that's uh, but great. yeah it's, but it's yeah, a very it's a very, very saturated industry and it's and very difficult sometimes to know what's wrong what's right what you're hearing what what's good for you what's not good for you and that's well, that's well, part that's of why, why I started, started Macro McKay. But before, before Macro McKay, McKay, when we first moved to Alberta, Alberta um, I have basically I've spent, spent the last, the last well, seven, well, seven years, years before as a hairdresser, hairdresser. Um, in a salon um, and, and then working at home where, where I did I get to spend a lot of time with some lovelies. It was fantastic to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. Our son had a lot of challenges when he was younger. So it was great for me to be able to still work contribute to the household, to the household and, and uh, stay, uh, home, stay home, which was very helpful. <laughs> and we loved it too. You know, like it, I love going, I way rather go to someone's home. I don't know. I've just been that way. I think because I've always had friends with services too, maybe. So that's been my benefit. It just feels so intimate. And then you get to know the family and it's like, you know, you get to know your husband and your kids too. And it's not, and then it's like mm -hmm. the money, you kind of see where the money's going that you're supporting. It's the family. Right. And so it just, 
not saying that people that work at salons don't have families. I'm not saying that, but it just, you get to see <laughs> a little bit more of that, the, their human part, right. That you don't yeah. really get in a salon setting. And for me, I just am that type of kind of introvert where it's like, I want to hang out and chat well, but like well, in your house. No uh, one else is around. A lot of my <laughs> clients saw Nash, Nash grow up. Grow up. Yeah. Because, like you said, last time he was just crawling around, whereas like Nash would only be like an internet thing to most people who would see me. But for people who were at my house every four, six, eight weeks, it made a big difference because and not having an immediate family out here was helpful. Like that was more helpful because it felt like you were always getting while being a stay-at-home mom, you were getting that social part of being a stay-at-home mom is totally yes i get that yeah because it's not like random people are just going into your house when you don't have a service right well unless you're inviting them over but most times i hear mom say you know it's just it's kind of exhausting to pack up all your kids and do all of that so Mm -hmm. this way like you said you get your adult time you still get to stay at home you still get to provide you still get to have you know be a therapist i know definitely you're mine for many years (laughs) not only my hair magician but my therapist which is great i love that about services and that's why i like when it's at home because you do have that personal like you know, I get to speak freely about my personal life yeah, without worrying, yeah. you know, Nash isn't going to tell my, my secrets. Um, I don't think right, anyways, right. <laughs> who knows, maybe he grows up and he starts selling all this blackmail of him listening to the ladies <laughs> in the hairdresser. Yeah, um, he, he yeah, hears yeah. all the things that you don't want him to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I love that. So, and then for me, it's been awesome to watch you because we've been like in the fitness space and working out, you know, in the same area for the last like decades. So it's been really cool for me mm-hmm. to watch you go because I know of all the rope, like everything that you faced before I met you, I knew all of that and was so impressed. And then I've been able to watch over the last, you know, I'd say decade of all the changes and just the last, like, since you started Macro McKay, the just glow up has just been insane because it's like you found what works for you and how you're going to serve people around you. And it's just, they, you know, you're, when someone's passionate about something, you can just tell. And it's been so successful. So let's start day one. Um, what fully was the reasons besides seeing a lack of true understanding and lots of bullshit out there to start Macro McKay? Uh. I, I've always I've been always into fitness, fitness. Always, always been into fitness, going to the gym, gym. Always, always enjoyed, enjoyed like thoroughly enjoyed that part of the process. So I, I that wasn't was my struggle. struggle. Was, was the effort I put in with working out, the amount of time, any of that stuff that was never an issue for me because it was something I just was passionate about. But I still always struggled with my weight. I still always struggled with that all or nothing mindset when it came to food and nutrition. Um, I didn't ever really kind of focus on anything other than full restriction or full binge. So, um, like I said, we had our first son. And then um, four years later, almost four years later, we had our second. And... While I was While pregnant I was with pregnant our second, second, I knew we were done. We, were done. we weren't we able to have any more kids after, after that anyway. So, so I just, I just I figured there has, has to be something out there that, that, that I can that live I can a normal, normal life, life and still and reach still my goals. Reach my goals. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to have a cookie with my kids or an ice cream on a Sunday with my kids and not think... Okay, now okay, now everything is blown. I might as well just, just see the entire house. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So I started doing a ton of research. I have, I, I have an issue with research. I really enjoy data and information. Um, and so I started and started and everything kind of kept coming back to, um, and back then it was a little more like calories in versus calories out and macros and like that macro word kind of kept showing up and showing up. And then, so then I started doing a ton of research on what actually macros actually work. Um, so when I had, shortly after having my daughter, I, uh, decided, of course, I'm, I'm going to give this a go on my own. And I tried, and six, eight weeks later, I was gaining weight. And I was like, okay, I need someone who knows what the hell they're doing with this. Um, because I don't want food restrictions. I don't want to be told what I'm have to eat or what I'm allowed to eat. I don't want to eat off a list. I want to eat things I like, and I want to eat with my family, and I want... And I still want to reach my goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, there. I want my cake and eat it too. Right. right. Yeah, I really did. (laughs) Now it's protein cake, but that's okay. Exactly, same. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and then I decided I needed a coach. I needed accountability. Um, So, again, research, 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 and I ended up reaching out to my coach. And I was like, I need to start like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I don't even know if we're a good fit. And I was like, yes, we are. Yeah. It's fine. We're, it's good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yes, we are. I will do everything you say. And yeah. at that time, I was still very much in a mindset, um, get me skinny. It wasn't a ton about health at the time. I'll be honest. It wasn't. It was more aesthetic study at the time. And I did just want to lose body weight. I wanted the scale to go down. I wanted to like what I saw in the mirror. I wanted to stop crying in the closet whenever I went to get dressed. I just wanted to feel like myself. Yeah. And so macros began. And I too, we're at the same time. I think we're both in the same mindset, like different obviously lives, but in the same mindset where that's what fitness was more about than it wasn't like, it, obviously it was about strength and about the endurance and yeah, all, obviously all those things, but like there wasn't as much of an awareness of how much it was about aesthetics at the time. Whereas now I'm very conscious of being like, Oh, well, you know what? My neck is sore. I've had a crazy day at work. I'm only going because I think I need to go, but I'm missing this one workout. And, and staying home and stretching and having a bath and, you know, reading a book and just being Zen. Whereas before there's no way I just push through it. You're being a baby. You know, there's that balance of like, where it's like, you know, deep down, it's not actually going to make you better to go. Like, it's usually going to be worse. Like resting is a huge thing. We're both. Yeah. Massive part of my life now is I have totally never had balance before, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to say when you're a 40 year old woman, I've never had balance. I've been on a diet since I was 17 years old. So it's so normalized to be on a diet. Right. And I think that's one thing too, where it's like, I think that's one of the things that you like is trying to reverse people from saying like a diet, like, you know, cause your diet is what you're right. eating. It's not necessarily yes, like, yes. you know, there is certain 
regimes that you could follow. But I think people get so misled with that word diet. It's like the diet is what you should be like, what is what's your eating? It's not like, (laughs) it's not just like like, for me, it's like, yeah. So for me, my phrases have changed and even like, yeah, my mindset around diet. Now it's more of a deficit or a cut and they're shorter lived and that sort of thing because my goals are different now as well. Um, so yeah, when, when I first started macros, I pretty much started out just like everybody else. So I do in my coaching when people are still there where I used to be, I still help them at that point as opposed to forcing them, well, this is what it should be. This is what it should be. Should it be more about health? Maybe, yes, but they will get it. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it over. And that's the biggest difference to what people I feel like fail is is when they have that, I like to call it the microwave mentality. I heard someone say that where it's like instant now I want something and it's just not realistic. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Ozempic. It's like a diet, whatever. And that's huge right now, right? Especially in celebrities. And we had an episode on this like six months ago, kind of flagging it being like, for one, it's for diabetics. So please don't take their medicine. And it's so dangerous. And not only is it dangerous for what it is, going inside your body, it's dangerous to build a mentality and a mindset that you can just do something like that. And it's automatically going to fix your quote unquote health because it really truly goes down to your lifestyle and fitness is great. But I, I agree with you. The number one thing that I feel most people struggle with is the food part, because for one, it's wicked expensive. If you're Canadian right now to eat healthy, it really truly is like chicken breast is, is, is insane. Um, you know, and it's, it's a lot of commitment and people, there's so much fast food and so many easy things to grab that even pretend to be healthy. And a lot of people like, like I have, I coach my clients all the time with, you know, they go to the restaurant, they order the salad because they think that's what they're supposed to be eating. When you look up the nutritional information on it, you could probably just eat the damn burger because it's the same calories and macro breakdown and you actually wanted the burger. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even too like, and quality too, right? So if you were to look at like McDonald's burger, right, versus a burger at a local restaurant here or one that you make from home that's going to have completely different quality of calories as well too. And like of those like nutrients that are in there, they're going to be more nutrient dense. So it's like, I've, I've seen this one girl online. I really loved how she said, she's like, you know, if you're really struggling with um, eating and you like say you want to have sweets, like, can you just add some protein to it? Like if you know what I mean? I was like, if you're going to have, let's say, if you want a cookie, can you put that cookie in like, like Greek yogurt? Like, is that something that you can like, you know, just things like that, where it's like, you don't like you said, you don't have to. And that's one thing I love about your approach, too, because a you've been there and you know that you can't just slam somebody into a cookie cutter bullshit, whatever that you got from a, you know, online space. And it's going to apply to everyone because it's not. And then then they think they fail. And then that makes their relationship with food even worse. Um, so would yes. you say that that, you know, kind of now that you've been it for three years, what is the worst part that you see out there for misinformation when it comes to diet and food? Let's say specifically around macros, because that is a whole conversation, whole other episode of what's say, wrong with the I would, fitness. I would, I would, yeah, I would yeah, say I would more say of the more instant gratification, gratification is what, yeah. what um, tends to be people's biggest, biggest issue. issue. The, 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 the thoughts thought of how quickly 
people assume they can change their entire body composition, body composition mm-hmm. needs to be extended by a ton. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would right. And, and I 100% tell everybody when they start macros, it's slow, it's annoying, and you are going to wonder for the first three what did I sign up? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, so it is, it is, the mis- the biggest misleading, I would say, is how fast people assume they're going to turn into that Instagram model. When that Instagram model doesn't look like that Instagram No, she does not. No, I don't. Do you ever follow uh, that? I, I don't know how to say it. Gob, Gob underscore two on Instagram. He exposes, if not, I'll send it to you. Um, but he exposes people's Photoshopping and, and a lot of them are in the fitness industry. And he shows people how to zoom in and see where people are like extending their butts and thinning their, you know, it's not just, you know, all the aesthetic parts. It's like actually like very much thinning waists and making their butts bigger, making your muscles and your quads bigger, you know, or your calves. And it just, it's, it sucks because I think in our generation, we bitch so much about like MTV and Playboy and the body dysmorphia. They helped us all develop and that unrealistic Mm -hmm. skinny Paris Hilton, Nikki Richie phase right right? and at the same time too it's like when we're not we're but when we're as a collective editing our photos that much we're morphing what real bodies can look like it gets really dangerous because then kids start yes and then they go to surgeons and they do all these extreme things to try and get to that thinking that these people are real but they don't spend as much time in real life so they don't actually see real people what real people actually look like they live in this fake box world so they think all of these edited photos is what real people look like. And that's just not the truth of it. Most people aren't putting their photos up of them just standing in a bikini for people to know because it's usually confident people. And I would say more often than right. not, that would be like models and stuff like that. Just it's not even MTV anymore. Right. And like we knew that those people were photoshopped in a sense. But now, like, you yeah. know, I, I feel yeah. for like teenagers right now to really have to deal with that with TikTok. And like I was not a TikTok dancer. <laughs> I love looking back to the old YouTubes at like when we were, you know, teenagers and at first like people were just learning video cameras and like their parents leaked it online and it's just super awkward and now girls I'm can super contour. Super glad there was no camera stuff when I was younger. <laughs> I'm so glad there's no internet and there's no cameras, but yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that's a big across the board is the instant gratification mm-hmm. and if you're going to change Someone said something to me. It's like, if you think about that lifestyle, that habit, how long did it take for you to develop? You kind of have to give at least that much time to undo it as well. You you can be so fucking enthusiastic and you can do all the same things, but life is always going to kick you in the dick and you're always going to be pushed back and you have to learn that that's okay. Right. And that's what I love about you is that you're just like, yeah, honestly, like, oh, I had a day like these other night talking to my mom was more important. It was. it was. Yeah, right? I was and like, yes. I have, uh, I have clients I have that, that I say to I them say to every them single time, time, even before they start. They start I'm like, I'm it's like, not. not. You do not, not start, start my program and, and think you are going, going to be to perfect be for the next yes. 12 weeks or 10 weeks or 6 mm-hmm. weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, it's not if you fail, it's when. Yes. Every single one of us, we lip up or whatever the hell you want to call it i just call it life yes absolutely so when it comes to nutrition especially i mean as much as i love fitness i do not need fitness to live i have to eat to live yes right so i have to consume food my body needs nutrients 
and in order for me to do some of it properly to have functioning properly i need to understand the yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and when you start learning even just a minute amount, just like, and, and that's ne- my next question is what are macros and breaking that down. But once you even start learning just a little bit and you start making little changes, it, it slowly starts to become like kind of addicting to finding better ways. And then you implement a little yeah. bit. Like I remember I never ate, I think like iceberg lettuce was it. Like there was no other kind of greens. There, there was, there was no arugula. There's, there, there's no kale, absolutely no kale. Like and I still don't love it. And I don't think it's great to have too much, but you know what I mean? Like, so I would just start putting it slowly in my shake so I wouldn't taste it. And then I'd start mixing it with the, with my iceberg. And now I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have really iceberg lettuce. I would have a mix of different greens, right? And people get this m- misconception that you need to do everything overnight when really it's just implementing some things, right? And slowly mm-hmm. over time, it becomes habit. And then you, you know, even to you, like you have your habits, you have your things, and once you become accustomed to that, it's not a chore. It's just second nature, right? And it takes time. And again, when, yeah, when, when people when are people on this are process, process uh, and they'll be like, I had a horrible, horrible Christmas. Christmas. Like, like, I did this and I did this and I did this. And I'm like, okay, so last year when you weren't doing macros, how bad was your Christmas? And you're like, oh, shit. So this Christmas was better. So that is better. Yeah. Totally. Like, like every, every year, year learning from, from last, last year, year, every trip learning from the last trip. Um, and then, and then like my binges, binges got further apart. apart. I didn't I stop binging for a long time, time. Yeah. but the but space, space between, between each binge got longer. Mm-hmm. And then, and then those, those became like my, like my wins as yeah. opposed yeah. to what I weigh. Yes. Yes. And then too, it's like, it's not like we're doing meth when you are like, you know what I mean? You know, you fall off the wagon and you eat a donut. It's not the end of the world. You, like you said, you should be able to enjoy life. You should be able to do those things with your kids. And what's cool is when you start doing it, then you actually start caring more. Like now I'm on this whole thing about right, dyes right. and I'm being very conscious of like the different dyes and food and how that's like relating to mental health. And even just like greenwashing where something will be, oh, this is really good for you. But then you look into it and you're like, what are all of these things, you know? And then you just right, start thinking right. about the quality of your food. And, you know, you start mm-hmm. seeing, like you said, you exercise. Yes, you have to get up and move, but fuel, you need fuel. And then once right, you realize right. how much, how important that is, then you start looking at the grade of your fuel, right? Like right. if you're There's just those steps, steps as well. Exactly. Well, because exactly. starting out, somebody, somebody has had has food had issues for an extended, extended years, years, period of time. And then just and then saying, just okay, saying, you need okay, nothing but fruits and vegetables and, and complex, complex carbs. carbs. Guess what? Know, two, two weeks later, later they're, like they're like ghosting, ghosting me and they would not would want not anything want to, do to do with me. Yeah. So, so, you know what? You know right what? now, now as, as unhealthy as a regular pet is or whatever, or whatever work it into your numbers. Into your numbers. Yep. Totally. And then after a while, all those macros for that Epsi becomes not worth it. <laughs> exactly. And then you start assessing but those it, are right? The steps. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you, if you can't like, and that's kind of in anything you do, like I'm specifically like my job is to collect data to tell me what's going on. Like the, the numbers right. will speak to me and I collect stuff so I can start to notice patterns and that's how you can start to change things and you can start to find improvements. But if you're just kind of going willy nilly on stuff, 
you know, and you're not checking yourself in, in some form of measurement, however that looks, you know, I'm not saying this necessarily the scale because I know people get right upset and I will get to that too at some point in this conversation because I think me and you are totally on the same page and I think this needs to be talked about more, but you know, like it's, it's just really personal accountability and personal grace, like a balance of the both, right? Of like, okay, I can't be a dick bag and I can't eat cake every single night but absolutely for my kid's birthday, I'm going to have one. Right. And, and that, and not real and looking back and saying, Hey, well, like you said, maybe I was binging every three months, but it went to five months. So that means like, maybe that's one less time a year. That's a percentage right. down, right? Like that. Why don't we celebrate that? Why we work on each year, like every year. Um, one thing that I find extremely difficult as a nutrition macro coach is, is like, I tell people, like, you don't start a new program and do your first set of bicep curls and be like, why are my biceps not huge? Like, why am I curling 50? You don't, right? You don't go to your hairdresser and be like, hey, I've decided to grow out my hair. And then a week later, call her and be like, why is my hair not six inches longer today? Like, yeah. but with a nutrition coach, it's like, I've been consistent for seven days. Why am I not losing 10 pounds? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like put a zero behind it. Keep trucking. The minimum. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. Because how long, like we back to that other point, how long did it take for that habit to form, to break? How long did it take mm-hmm. you to put on that weight? To have you been, and that, that's no shade to anybody, but even or underweight, right? Like I was underweight yeah. my whole life. Like you see me at the majority of my, actually, I think I would mm-hmm. say you see me in my physical worst than mm-hmm. my best, I would say, because I was kind of so, so thin from all of the cardio, the lack of eating, the yeah. Yeah. Uh, lifting at the same time, just running like crazy and not having yeah. any idea yeah. about quality of food or eating or, yeah. okay, I'm in a deficit every single day. Well, no wonder why I'm not gaining muscle. No wonder. Why. And I just couldn't because I right. was right. doing photo shoots and six cl- cardio classes a week. It was insane. Um, but it's kind of interesting once you start to see the, there's just that mind shift, you know, I'm sure you had it. It's just, it's just all of a sudden a shift and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I think at the exact like said, at the same time you started doing, you started with your coach and I seen the shift in you too. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know you know what I'm saying and I don't know. I yeah, know people yeah. probably aren't going to understand what I'm saying, but you were there for no, it. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard to explain. Yeah. And even, and as, even a coach, as a coach, I, I try not, not to like, like push, push that. that. Because, because people need to, need find, to that. find that. Yeah. And you can't tell like, them how that is for them. No, no, you can't. No. There's no, and like, to it. a lot of it is just it is supporting just them through the other the steps other so they, so they get to that. Yeah. To that. yeah. Like put, put like they're, they're, you're like kind of just shining a light and following them and as they're developing, oh right? Just the same with any kind of therapist, right? Like I'm here with you. I've got the light. You lead me. What's, what's bugging you? What's, where are your roadblocks? Where, you know, what upsets you? Like, well, maybe let's just get into this. Actually, no, first let's stop. Hold up. For people that don't know, what are macros? <laughs> just, just, okay. not everyone yeah, knows. Just, you're so trying to break down. It's all good. It's all so good. macros, um, macros are basically your breakdown of calories into carbs, proteins, and fats. Those are all three that your body needs cutting one or two or all of them out or whatever. Um, there are certain functions that each one, like the carbs, the proteins, the fats, provide your body. General, obviously, protein is for recovery and muscle building. 
Uh, carbs are obviously our energy source, and fats are good for hormone balance. Uh, and like, so they all have their own role. Everybody's body, every single individual burns a different amount of calories every day. Uh, which is all, which is called like that individual's total daily expenditure for the day. Um, so then macros are how much food you need in a day to reach your goals. Um, so by breaking down the three food sources, you are able to eat a certain amount to provide your body with recovery, to provide your body with fuel, and to provide your body with like hormone balances and blood flow and all that. So, uh, so macros are determined, determined every individual, every individual has, a has a different set of macros, macros and even a set of macros for different goals. goals. Mm -hmm. uh, like you can be in a, a deficit, which is losing body fat and maintenance, or surplus. Um, so eating more and building muscle. I love that. I love, um, I've done it once or twice. Um, I don't think I would do it without a guidance from someone. So obviously whenever I have the mindset to get there, um, I definitely, that's why I love doing your, so, or watching you so much because I learn so much just from your stories alone. There's lots of little yeah. like tricks that I'm like, oh, Lori does this. So this has got to be good. Like, you know, and that's why I really love too, because you do share that on your Instagram. I know you have your Facebook and, and all the other stuff as well, but yeah. even just yeah. the stuff that you share on Instagram, um, you know, like I never would have thought about like, yeah, I know the bodybuilders ate rice cakes, but you know, I never really thought about it until you started doing that. And I was like, okay. And then I, even though I'll have like peanut butter and apple on it, or like, you know, just little toppings, it's always like my treat. And I'm always like, always feel so positive about it because I'm like, oh, this is a good treat. And like, this is something that Lori, Lori stamps. So yeah. <laughs> I know it's a good one, you know? And so it's just because so many people do struggle with always like good and bad food. And I feel like oh, that is a, yeah, a thing yeah. that you try to break down as well. And like, again, mm -hmm. obviously there's bad food to me, like, I don't think fast food and I'm not shading people for having it like once in a while, I think, you know, it's okay, but I really do think it's not great uh, for our, just our bodies inside. And so mm -hmm. that was, a, that's one thing I would say, consider like bad food in my world, just mm -hmm. for me, like it, it always shows up on my face. I always feel like shit. So for me, like, I'm like, girl, that's your boundary. Like, no, but when it comes to like home cooking, any sort of like pasta or cheese or you know, baked goods. Like I love baked goods at Christmas. Like you are not stopping me from baking cookies at right, Christmas, right. you know, like no matter what my body goals are, nothing is going to stop me from that. Right. Um, but you don't have to do that. Right. It's moderation. I think yeah. a lot. And of days, I right? do, I do my, my, mine is more a hundred calories, calories of an apple, of an apple and a hundred calories, calories of a donut. donut. It's still a hundred calories. Yeah. Right. Right. A donut, a donut is, is delicious, delicious. And, and an apple, an apple is, is just, just it's depending. Yeah, it depends on what apple. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but, but they're not they're good not or bad good foods. Bad One's food. just yeah. more, nutritious more nutritious than the other. Than the other. But they yeah, both have their role and their time and their place. Totally. Yeah. And quality too, right? Like, and that's right. the thing. You can have the McDonald's and I'll have that thousand, whatever, thousand calories for that burger is it going to keep you full very long? Right. And is it going to put nutrients in your body? And, and is it a quality? Like I would look at it like if you were going to have a hearty meal that, you know, would follow, you know, all your basics, goods, like a good carb, a good, a good, um, fat and a good protein versus just like, like say a McDonald's meal. 
Like you're going to get mm-hmm. more value out of this. This would be more like premium fuel. And this would be more right, like right. maybe regular fuel. They're going to be the same and when it comes to the mass. The McDonald's fries is more of a mental than yes, it is. Exactly. Like it's, 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 it's good for the soul, soul as opposed to exactly. for the body. Yeah, and yes. I mean, do I condone eating McDonald's French fries seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year? I mean, you could, as long as you work through your deficit. However, your stomach is not going to love you. Um, probably send and your nutritional value, and then the then the amount of other food that you could eat have throughout the day in order to hit your macros and give your body what else it needs. Then that dimension changes as well. Totally. Yeah. Because, because then you're, then you're maybe, maybe a little less here and there, and there, and you're a little more hungry because your fiber content is down and there's no protein. And, and, yeah, um, feel luggish. So yeah, it, 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 it's a bit of a balance when it comes to takeout food. And the same thing, takeout food has a place for some people. Some people, like, you're better off eating something sometimes than not eating at all. Totally, yeah. But like I know myself, I was a takeout fiend. Like I would have eaten takeout at any takeout three times a day. Um, felt like shit completely after every one of them, and do it again. Yeah, totally. And and that's what I mean. Like where I was saying earlier, where there's a balance between personal accountability and personal grace, right? So it's like I I love A and W. I love Dairy Queen. I have my things. I know energy drinks are bad. I still drink them. Like I have my shit too. And you have to, like you said, have those things. You have to have a balance or you'll go absolutely fucking crazy trying to eliminate everything that could be quote unquote toxic because someone somewhere is going to say everything in the world is toxic. You really have to decide for you. You got a busy life and you need to eat, absolutely eat the food, but not. However, if you're trying to look at places in your life that may be hindering you from some of your goals, maybe those are some right. of the places that you could look at making a, a, be- a different choice, maybe not better, but try to lean towards these a little bit more if that is holding you back because of right. the value of the calories, like the, the value of the, the micronutrients in it. What else is that going to give you? Yeah, this is going to feed you, but this food might also give you some vitamins that maybe you don't normally get, right? Like there's so much more to that food sometimes, especially like the whole foods versus like the over-processed foods, even though- And again, it's we're all a big poor too. Like <laughs> I love Katie and hot dogs. In, right, we live in a world where again, people want things instantly. So I find one of the biggest issues with a lot of my clients are like, I don't have time to meal prep. No, and, right. it's, and it's ain't nobody got time to meal prep. We have to make time to meal prep. Yeah, because if you because want, if you want, if you want the goals, goals at the end of the day, and you, you want, want to eventually get, get to, to, I can't say finish, finish line, but wherever, wherever you're going, going then, then doing the same thing over and over and over, and eating the exact same foods, and not changing some little things along the way is going to keep you exactly where you are. are. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And two, um, sorry, cut you off. You go ahead. Oh, Oh, no, I I didn't think. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought I cut you off. Um, Yeah, and one thing, too, I think one people don't forget, too, is muscle memory, right? So it's like it might Mm -hmm. seem really hard at the beginning, and I used to think meal prep would take me so long. I did not meal prep at all up until I moved to Kelowna, and then I I had to have a job where I'd drive 25 to 30 minutes depending on traffic, 
out to uh on the highway and there's not very much food out there it's like one little grocery store a couple restaurants and it's also way more expensive because it's a little tiny town and so I had to meal prep and at first it would literally feel like it took all day I'm like this takes all fucking day like all day and then now it's been like three or four years and it literally takes me like three maybe four hours a day to prep Mm -hmm. Not just breakfast, lunch, and but dinners for the week for both of us, like from Monday to Friday. Do it yeah, Sunday. So then take those done. four hours and divide that by how many hours are in the week and how much you save then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Especially in the winter. Then, I saw like, like, people, people tend to overcomplicate things as well. Because uh, yeah. we live in a world where things are instant. instant. You know, you press Amazon and the doorbell ring. Yeah. Right. right. So people want the same for their food and what they want the same for their body. So um, unfortunately, it it just doesn't. And I've never, I've never been a meal prepper. I'm not a cold Tupperware out of the fridge and eat, but I also have the luxury of working at home. So I do get to cook. Yeah. But there's also there's chips also in my pantry every single day. So Yeah, when I'm in my <laughs> office, I'm away from that. <laughs> if I don't right, bring it right. in, then I don't have it. Yeah. Right. So I've always I've been always more of a food prepper. Like I have, I have foods, foods ready, ready. Mm-hmm. to mix, put As together. Opposed, so like so when I get home, I, I my stuff I is half prepared and it takes me half the time to make it. Yeah, definitely. And there's different ways too. It just all depends, like you said, on your lifestyle. If you're it able to do the that, then yeah. have the pieces already and then you can kind of put it together. Right. Some people, like I know people with ADHD, like that would really stress them out having a bunch of different ingredients and in the moment having to decide how to put that together. So then maybe prepped meals. Like I love casseroles. Those are like my favorite things to put together. Mm-hmm. Like like chicken and broccoli casserole. I have this one, like chicken soup one and it's got Ritz crackers. It's just like my favorite thing. I've been eating it for years. It lasts all week. It tastes good, heated, warmed up. It's it's actually very cost effective. You put it didn't have chicken in it, right. but we added chicken to it. And we put extra chicken in it, and we have like and it's just so good. And we have it for I'd say three days of the week. We probably make like two casseroles a week, a meat one, like a hamburger one, and a chicken one. And then that way, when we get home from work, we can go to the gym. We come home, food is right there, and then we're spending the rest of the night actually hanging out, especially in winter. When you want to go to bed at five o'clock in the afternoon, it is so hard to meal, like get food together. And I think that's where people are like, fuck it. I'm just going to have toast or cereal or, you know, order food. And it's again, those are bad foods. They're foods. But is that, is, is that cheese sandwich, that grilled cheese sandwich, which they're great. Is there any protein in there that's going to help build the muscles that you want to build at the gym tomorrow? Maybe not as much, right? So maybe that's going to take right. even so longer. That's to where get the to breakdown it. of macros is so helpful, so helpful because, because yeah. as you as go you through go your day and you're eating X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, and X amount of fat, you're working, working that in more. So the meals tend to be more filling. And then one of the biggest, biggest, biggest parts of my coaching is eating enough. Most women have under eight years and years and years and years. And, and they're just they're hungry just and pissed off. And I, I, do, I would say, I would say 95% of the women I coach when I first send them their macros are like, I'm supposed to eat all of that. And I'm like, give me, give me two weeks after the fullness settles down. Yes. You're going to be asking for more food because you don't realize how good you feel when your body is actually functioning properly properly. yeah 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 because it's not it's it's using too and it's um i think that 
that's where people have fat loss problems, right? Too, because they don't, they think that eating less food will make their bodies slimmer, but I think they don't realize what happens. And to my understanding is like, you're starving your food. So then it's storing that into all the, all the wrong places and using all the different reserves to have energy and it doesn't really have anything left over to burn the fat. It's well, just a lot of enough time, to just live. What, what, what most what people, what's people happening generally as well, well when people are eating, eating under, under eating, eating, under eating, under eating, and then they're just hungry and end up overeating. So all of that extra overeating ends up, your body is like, well, are we going to go back into that friggin' six, 700 calorie deficit that she's been doing for the last three weeks and she's super strict. And now all of a sudden you're giving it all these calories. So it starts to store all that extra. And it's like, well, just in case we need energy, then I'll have this extra stuff stored. And then that's where people tend to yo-yo quite like, like, and so they're up and down. And then they're like, well, this isn't working. So the balance of macros is so great because you don't, you don't feel restricted. You don't feel like you have to wait for Friday to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, I eat every day, seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not, you just don't eat a whole box right, I'm either not, too, right? I'm not, like that's yeah. another, I'm not waiting for a time when I'm allowed to have something. I'm allowed to have it whenever I want. Sometimes I choose not to. Um, and that's a big misconception when it comes to food as well. It's, it's, well, you're not allowed to have that because you're thinner. And I'm like, I can have whatever I want. hundred percent. It's like, depending on my goals right now, I'm choosing that's not the best food for me because then I know at eight o'clock I'm starving. Yeah, totally. And I don't want that feeling. So staying, staying full and satiated is a big part of a diet diet process or a deficit or a fat loss process process because because you're less likely likely to overeat and to binge. A lot of my clients are like, I can't eat all this in a day. And I'm like, okay, then eat earlier in the day. A lot of people macro hoard at the end of the day. (laughs) Because they're worried. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not hungry. Oh, I love that. Um, so, uh, um, the, one of the benefits obviously of macro counting is, uh, uh, is tracking, sorry, is to have a lot more options. Like you said, instead of just being given a program where it's like, Oh, you have to eat chicken, rice and broccoli. And again, that's fine. Those are things fine. If that works for you, I like right. There's nothing wrong with it. But for some people, I think like when you've been doing it for so long, you lose that and you're not doing a competition or, you know what I mean? Like you're doing it just for your lifestyle. Sometimes that gets very hard because you're like, you know, if you're doing a competition, you have an end goal, or if you hired a coach, like right, y- right. you put the money in, but if you're just like an everyday person, just trying to improve your lifestyle, I think this is, that's macro counting is one of the best ways to learn how mm-hmm. to understand how to a, how much food you can eat, because I was the same way. I didn't right. really understand how much I was under eating. Same with Grant and for help for our, let's say fitness goals at the time then. And I looked at, it, I was like, mm-hmm. how was I expecting to gain anything on 1500 calories a day? Like you know, most, right. you know, and you'd hear back, like, again, when we were ending on your body. body. Yeah. yeah. And then you remember hearing people being like 1200, 900 calories. And you're like, what? Okay. That is absolutely insane. Like, unless you're fasting for some sort of medical procedure, I or just not, yeah. Or a toddler, like not sure, you know, and like you said, and too, it's, if you're having quality food, 
It's going to last longer. You're going to feel full. You're going to feel like you have all of this food because it is really good. Like, I think it's like, you know, better used calories, right? Like I, I yes. do feel better when I eat better food, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and you feel pumped about it. You're like, I ate an apple. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I could eat. And it's, it's sad that society and people that are going through their own things kind of project that onto you being like, well, why can't you eat a cookie? Like acting as if it's a restriction when it's not for you, but it must be for them. And they have that view that a cookie is well, bad. There's, well, there's, there's times right? I talk to clients as well about trigger food. Yeah. Um, so um, for so some individuals, individual, depending on your dieting history, depending on your relationship with food and stuff, um, it depends on the individual. If there's sometimes it's not because I can't have potato chips, but potato chips, even tracked and weighed and measured and logged for me or used to lead to more, more food more because food. it yes. was a trigger was a for trigger something. For I have one client who hot dogs for her trigger food. Trigger. So yeah. every time every she time had she a hot dog, dog, which I mean, she tracked it, it and, and then she's and like, I couldn't stop eating, eating for the rest of the day. day. And it was and just, it was just a trigger food for her. Yes. So sometimes, sometimes we need to step back from the trigger food until we can learn to be around it without having that crazy emotional connection to it. Because food comes, comes with so with much so celebration, much family, 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 all of the all things, of the and, and people, people like uh, like people are people terrified of social events and food and food, and food that's food going that's to be around because of their, their uh, concern, uh, concern of overeating and just not being able to stop. Yeah, yeah, and I think too, it's a, a good thing to I think that I've looked at it is the intention of what's eating, like what mm-hmm. what instead of just eating. I read this the other day too. It was like good for your digestion to have intentions with your food, to sit there and sit there and chew your food, and actually yeah. sit there and honor the process and not be watching TV or on your phone. Like honoring your body in the mm-hmm. process and the intention of eating. What are you eating for? You're eating to fuel your body, to nourish your body, to give it uh, the ability to have energy to do all the fucking things we all have to do in a day. You know, and, and even though it sucks and we don't have time, you don't carve that time, you're going to be tired. You're going to be sluggish. You're not going to feel great. Yeah. It is going to eventually, like, you know, your gut is your your mental health, right? So if you're not taking care of that as well, it is going to lead into mm-hmm. not just your physical, your mental, your spiritual, all of that health yeah. as well, right? And so it's like, it doesn't and one make of, sad. One of the big things I started... When, when I had the kids, kids because, because they asked me for five million things, things. Um, um, a few minutes few before minutes supper, supper was basically ready and we were, and we were sitting down, down, I would say, mom, mom is eating is in three minutes. Three minutes. Mm-hmm. If you need something, you need ask, something now, ask now because once I sit, sit I'm not I'm getting up. Getting up. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. Yes. and I deserve, I deserve to sit and eat a hot meal too. Hot so if you need water, either you can get it now or you can get it yourself yep. or you can wait mm-hmm. because, because for me, it was like, no, I deserve to be able to sit and eat and have a meal. And I don't want the TV on. I don't want the phone on. I just want to sit and eat. And a big thing I used to notice um, at the beginning um, of the journey, journey, it was, there was one day I was sitting there and I was just chewing and I remember I had more food in my hand. Apparently I don't use forks, but I had more food in my hand, like sitting there on my mouth, waiting to swallow so I could put the next piece right in as opposed to just enjoy. And I still catch myself sometimes. I'm like, nobody's going to take it from me. <laughs> Chill out. You're, yeah, you're not like little Annie. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Like 
I've re- relationships to stand in my kitchen. In my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I am I going, going to sit down and eat, and I'm an extremely busy mother, and it's... It doesn't, it doesn't change until, until and now my and kids now my don't kids ask me for anything if I'm sitting down to empty. And you set that boundary. So, so and, I've built that habit. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so important. I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that is one thing that parents, and I'll say specifically mothers, one friends of mine, yeah, yeah. is the one thing that they do not do the most is I don't have time to eat. And now I can understand. And again, I have cats. Don't you think that Benjamin doesn't scream at me while I'm trying to eat food? Let me tell you with the Christmas tree has been a nightmare. I don't get to sit down for a meal, but you know what I mean? Like it is very important. And I feel like if you start building these boundaries, not only is that respect for yourself and that you are an adult and a human being outside of being a parent, Mm -hmm. it also is showing them very positive, um, behaviors and things that they had habits that they can pick up. Because again, if we're just eating and we're not thinking, we're just blindly eating. And let's say you have a overconsumption problem, when you're not being intentional and you're not really thinking and you're just scrolling on your phone and all of a sudden now you look up and, oh my God, now I'm so full and oh, I ate too much. I wasn't paying attention because you're being distracted, right? You're not being yeah, intentional yeah. with having the food and what it is meant for. And I think it's totally sometimes fine. sometimes it's easier said than done. It really oh God, is. yes. But I'm just meaning. <laughs> it really I'm, and is I'm, easier said than done. I'm guilty so, of it too, so. but just when you're snacking too, right? right? Like right. just if you got a bag and you're watching a movie and you're not paying mm-hmm. attention, you can pile through a half of a bag and all of a sudden your stomach's like, that wasn't a good idea. You're like, oh, I should have stopped. But if you take out an amount and put it in a bowl and you put the right. rest away right. and you go sit down and you watch the movie, the chances of you over consuming it. I mean, I'm a stoner. I'm lazy. I'm not going to get back up and get those chips. I'm just going <laughs> to sit there. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there's just having that intention because if yeah. consuming or under consuming or over consuming for me. I have a problem with like getting my food and I'll start working. And then all of a sudden it's an hour past and I haven't even eaten my food. I'm like, fuck. Cause I, you know, and I'm like, I got to take 10 minutes out just to eat this, you know, cause I'm not being intentional. And a lot of times if your brain, brain I won't, I won't like even a protein bar while I'm driving because I'm distracted yeah. and my brain, my brain doesn't, doesn't remember that I've eaten eat. and it assumes yes. I'm still hungry. Yes, exactly. Right. So it's that, that thought so, and that, that awareness right, of right. just eating in general. Right. Like I think for me, yeah personally and, and, and it's, 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 it's 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 an it's odd part of the diet to think about or like the eating process not even just diet it's a it's because you think okay i'll just sit down and eat and but it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes and these are the tiny tiny little habits and daily changes that change you four or five years later yeah definitely that's where the sustainability comes from yeah. Yeah. Where it's a lifestyle, right. And we're sitting down and, and like, I right. love sitting down with my family. Like Gran is notorious. Like even if I'm taking forever, he will sit there till the last minute and be like, can you sit down and eat? Even if it's just the two of us. Can we can sit there for at least 10, 15 minutes, you know, chatting, you know, and I don't know where that went away where, you know, I grew up in a time where we all sat down for dinner as a family. It was like a, a yeah. thing that we did together and we got to catch up for the day and we were all eating food. And again, there was that intention and that unity and that Mm-hmm. kind of like not celebration because that sounds so ridiculous but like lack of better like you know it was such a positive experience you know instead of just like sitting at the table and scarfing stuff down and running off and not you know just I think to everything we just have to slow down I think we as a society have moved so fast and we look at such quick goals and got to get here fast but for me uh, maybe it's coming with age I don't know as I'm getting closer to 40 like you're 40 I'm 37 this year I'm not far behind you um I just really want to 
enjoy and slow down and I appreciate the journey of the changes instead of just being like, where are the results? Like, wow, I'm so proud of myself that I can eat whatever kind of green that's in front of me. And I don't shy away from it. Even though five years ago, the thought of spinach made me want to puke, you know, like it takes time, but it happens. And it's, and you get so proud of yourself. Small changes, changes, small changes. And I do have a lot of moms moms that that want to make things better for their their kids kids too, not even just themselves. themselves. And like my kids, I mean, my kids are moms and nutritionists and you would, you would like, but, but, they still they think still sometimes, think sometimes they, need they need to watch a screen in order to order suffer. My kids are like, I'm bored. I'm like, then ask me how my day was. Yeah, let's talk about something. I, like, I hate that. I'm, like, bored. I'm bored. I have the but even in school, even in yeah. school for them, they're, they're lunchtime when they're sitting at their desk, the white screens now are on or whatever they are, and they're watching stuff on screens. And Absolutely. Nice to have a break I mean, from it. Yeah, it's... It's just it's nice, just nice to, to when you are eating to actually enjoy the process of eating because a lot of times that enjoyment is taken away because of the good and the bad and the diet and the weight and all the stuff in the world that's going with. So like with food, A, you should be eating a meal that you enjoy and look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you should also be eating stuff your body your needs body in order to function at its highest level. Yeah. Yeah. And starting small too and building, you get proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you get addicted to that. And then you see all the changes yeah. and you start to feel the changes and you say, okay, well, what else can I do? And it really does stack. And then sometimes your tower just falls down and you got to pick it up again, but that is life. And that yeah. we can't hide from the uncomfortable and the bad and the mistakes. No. We just have to be like, okay, restart. Like, I don't know how many times I've restarted yeah stuff that I still do to this day. It doesn't mean that you fail. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It means there was other priorities at the moment. And that's okay too. Like, unless you're stepping on stage in a bikini for a bodybuilding competition, I'm really not sure why we need to stress so much if we have like a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, bad, you know, again, where's that mentality? Like sitting, just one thing I would say for me is like, I sit down now and it sounds silly, but I'll be just grateful. Like, I'm so grateful I have this food because there's times where we didn't have very much money for groceries. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we weren't able to have these good meals like we are now. And I think if you sit down and you start being grateful for the ability to eat, that you have money to have food, that your body can process these foods, that you can do that. It also will bring you a, a very, um, grateful feeling and abundant feeling about that. And like, I'm so grateful that I have the ability to cook my food for me. There's some people that never taught how to cook. I'm so glad that I could provide for myself and my family. Like if you really start looking at that mindset shift of, wow, this, you know, food is giving me all this nutrients and my brain to be smarter, my body to be able to function better, to sleep better. Like if you really take that mental shift to food. Um, I think it, to me, that was like the biggest switch of like, wow, there's so much value in this and I am not valuing it at all, just me personally. And then it's like, when once I, I valuing it, a lot stacked. of my clients will say, and, and I will and tell, and them, I will tell them, them, I will, I will like, you will feel, feel it, it or you see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then a lot of times I'll get like, six week, 12 week, whatever progress. And I'll always get the, it's only six pounds, but look at the difference of what I look like. Like, Totally. Never say Never only, say only six, six pounds. Yes. <laughs> Another switch. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's six whole yeah. freaking pounds. And yes. where macros is so designed for fat loss, 
yeah. it's it's a different it's a different, it's a different body composition that tends that to tends come to along with it, with it as well. Yeah. So like the so people like, who I always say I'm like, you know, five pounds of fat and five pounds of muscle. There was a time people were like they weigh different. I'm like, well they don't they don't weigh different. They just look looks different. There's much more of the fat than there is the muscle. So somebody who has that five pounds of muscle is going to look leaner than the five pounds of body fat. Totally. Totally. And I mean, we do, we live in a world where the body fat percentage of most people is increasing by the year and the muscle mass is going down and it's, and it's, and it's hard. And a lot of it is nutrition because we all end up doing those fat crash diets that end up for the most part, water weight. And then a lot of the weight that we are losing the majority of it is coming from our muscle in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So yes, we lost 20 pounds, but 10 of that is now muscle and 10 of it is fat. So yeah. as great as that 20 pounds on your scale is, as you start gaining back the weight, now you're gaining back fat. Yeah, it's not going to come so back. Now you lost, without so now you've lost, now all you've really lost is 10 pounds of muscle. So now you weigh the same. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that that's a big part of like... Right. And like and for like people, people who, who like, yeah, with, with, with food and the way the industry and stuff is, I understand, I understand how people how think this will this work and that will work. work. And, and, and I'm, I'm not saying they don't work. They do work. Yep. They work. Um, but you should not be asking if your diet works. You should be asking if your diet is sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a lifestyle thing or is it overnight? Right. And there's, bunch of different ways to look at that it's like if you want to go for like you said like a quick cut because you want to go on a trip that's why i think that's why i think for people that want to track their nutrition in any form that's why i think macros are so great because you can like you say dial it up or down depending you want to cut for the summer exactly you want to add a little bit or you can do that like there's no you know sometimes i feel like some diets are just so restrictive that there's no way that you could um lift heavy and you know you're hearing these women and some people especially are like like i said nine hundred thousand calories that's not exactly uncommon for coaches that you know maybe don't have as much of an understanding to recommend that you know let's just say i'm like not going to call it out but like sometimes with like the the beach bodies of the world you know like the kind of group things that it's just like copy and paste this certain thing and it's just yeah yeah. it's a little bit nerve-wracking because everyone's a little bit different because like you said they're they're going to live in different lives you know uh, me as a mom uh, three cats is going to live a very different like life uh, than you as a mother of two, you know, stay at home mom. Like we have totally different lives. So just even by that, our macros could po- possibly have to look like the, sorry, not the macros themselves, but the, what goes into those macros could look different because we're yes, running yes. different lifestyles, right? Like you said, you can yes. cook from home. When I'm working from home, I could do that. But I, I also struggle because I'm so focused at my job because it's here on my computer that I can't leave it. So I need the meal prep even at home. But for you, mm-hmm. you're your entrepreneur. You get to do, you know, your businesses when your yeah. clients work. But you can work through and that. I you work can make schedule into my life. Make your own schedule, right? Like if I got a meeting at twelve with someone because they're in Toronto and they're done at work in half an hour, I I got to be in that meeting. I I can't go make yeah. food, right? So it's just that's what I like about macros and those that get coaches through it because I think you need one at first, and then you can probably after a year or two probably take off on your own and understand mm-hmm. that. But I think my job is to have you not me. 
Yeah, and that's what I love about you too, right? because you're not hooking people and in the comments times, for the rest of life. That's what I say yeah. to people. I'm like, I'm like I, I, they'll ask they'll me questions, questions, and I'm like, what do you, like, like? I want, I want to know what you think before I just give you, yeah, the answer yeah. that yeah. I have because of my experience and my education. I don't, uh, I want to know, like, because what I tell A and what I tell client B could be very different because one might be, uh cat mom cat and mom one might be my yeah. kids yeah. right so there there it's different when it comes to um individuals and a lot of, a lot of my coaching is that and that's one of my struggles with my group coaching is because when people are asking questions i'm like well that depends and I, sometimes i feel like oh, i can't say it depends and one more time but it really does depend on the individual yeah and their situation and their lifestyle and their goals, right? Yeah. And Uniquely, ironically for you, individually, right? personally for you. Yeah. <laughs> find different words. But it's true though. I think and once you get into that, then you start, start to see that. And then you kind of get, it's kind of special because it's personal to you, right? And, and, and it can change. You're going on a vacation. You, you know, you, maybe it's the winter months. So you're thinking this is a good time to bulk because then I want to see some more muscle mass so that when I cut in the summertime or in the spring and prep of summer, I can see the muscle growth or whatever. Right. Or right, maybe, right. maybe I'm, I can do more in the gym and heavy lifting in the wintertime because I'm not outside doing sports, but then in the summertime, I'm out doing hiking and more cardio things. So I'm right. probably going to dial my macros to be a little bit different, probably more protein, let's say in the winter, probably, but you know what I mean? Like just saying that yeah. it, it can depend on I have some clients of your life just, too, right? Have said, I've, I've, have said to me in the past, like, like, I would rather cut off my arm than go to the gym. I hate working out. And I'm like, and I'm like I, hate, I hate like reading or whatever yeah. it is. Like, I'd rather cut my arm off not, but yes. Right, right. Yeah. But like for those clients, often then losing weight becomes a struggle because they're not doing all the extra. Now, I, I firmly believe in like daily movement and all of the things, but if Working out is not something that you want to continuously do. Your activity has to be something that you enjoy and that you are going to continue. Because unfortunately, the people that run 10, 15 kilometers a day just to lose weight, when the weight is gone and they stop running, it comes back. And unless you're completely changing your intake, it's coming back because your yes. body is now accustomed to that amount of calories burnt every day. And then the more frequent you do those exercises, I have people that say, like, you know, I've been to Orange Theory for the last five years. I'm not making any progress. And I'm like, well, your body has now adapted to that type of exercise, right? So it, it has to... It has to be a form that you enjoy in order to keep going with it. So I don't, I don't tend to, and right now I don't do any, um, personal training. I don't do any fitness stuff. We do, uh, with my coaching, I will set like lifestyle goals when it comes to helping people move more and being more aware of their steps and stuff. Um, but, but life happens too. And some days you don't help your steps. Say, because you're talking to me, ha! Um, but that's actually a perfect way to round out the episode. So, um, what for first? Where would someone come to find you and your services? And then, can you kind of share 
you know, kind of high level, what would one would expect and kind of what you offer to kind of end, end the show. Cause I really want to make sure people can find you. Obviously you were my first kind of little ad for the, uh, for <laughs> podcast. So please share. So I so am, I am um, most of my most stuff of my right stuff now right tends now to be tends more, Instagram, more Instagram. So I'm so at I'm macro underscore McKay, McKay um, Instagram. Um, I am I in the works of having my website and all that stuff redone. I'm just having a time. Um, So that's all happening. But for now, Instagram tends to be the fastest. On my website, www.macromckinney.com, there is a link button to me where you can email me directly as well. So that's a super fast, easy way or even a direct message on my Instagram. Um, generally, for the most part, I get back to you very quickly. <laughs> um, so my type of coaching, I do offer two types. I am doing group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So if you are somebody who likes a little bit more of like a challenge atmosphere, support from like other people in the same situation as you and whatnot, daily accountability, I do challenges and they are a little more budget friendly depending on the length of time and how many I do throughout the year. Um, there are prizes, there are little mini challenges. So there's all these things that kind of keep the ball rolling so that we're not losing that motivation that people tend to want when they're losing weight. Um, and also, so then that's my kind of group challenges. And then I do one-on-one coaching is basically 365 days a year. You can start anytime. Right now it is... 12 weeks for 425 with me. And then basically I do hold my one-on-ones to a higher standard of accountability and personal accountability as well. Um, that's something that I've adjusted a little bit in my coaching because unfortunately I can't do it for them. Um, I can lay the path. I can walk next to you. I'll even hold your damn hand, but I can't make you walk. So I want um, I, do, uh, I, do, I do, I do now, now um, coming in the new year, year all of my one-on-one -on -one clients will be required to have done a challenge first. That's smart. I think that's if, a good idea. If you haven't, if you haven't tracked before or worked with me before. Yeah. So, um, that will be something because my challenges kind of tend to be like macro one-on-one where you learn the basics and the foundations and the ins and outs of uh, and it gives you that little bit more of a learning curve. And then you're like, a lot of my clients go from challenges into one-on-one. -on -one. And as an added perk of my one-on-one, -on -one, I have now added, if I run a current challenge, you are allowed to participate in my challenges. Um, can't win. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> <you> fair. Pay <laughs> to win. But you can do all of the, the mini challenges and the accountability and all of the things. setting. Yeah, so all yeah, of that all stuff. Of that. And I do like little life lessons when it comes to things. My recent one um, was I had everybody blow up seven balloons. Yeah. And we started on a Sunday. And every day you didn't hit your macros, you popped a balloon. I love that. And a day. And they got to determine what hitting their macros was to them. Because yes. everybody's a different. I don't mean dead on your numbers. I mean, I didn't go to bed today. I came home and ate my chicken burger that I was making at home, right? So you, like, so then at the end of the day, end of the week, let's see how many balloons we have left. 
Yeah. And I've also also said the thing is with macros and dieting and and weight loss and everything else, um, if somebody asks you to bring seven balloons to my birthday party and two of them popped on the way over, do you throw away the other five? Or do you show up at the party with five? Yeah. Absolutely. You're better off showing up at the party with something than nothing. So if we have two shitty days a week, we had five other five good. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on the wins. That's a big part of my coaching is realistic and lifestyle and balance and depending on the individuals and depending on the goals and it all depends. Yes, of course. And I think that's such a smart way because I think too, you're, as you're growing as a business too, you want to make sure you have time for those one-on-one. So also, so that the the client can decide if that is something that they want. Is this something that you really want to do so that you're not jumping into the one-on-one and they're spending money on something. Maybe that's not for them right now. No shade to you, no harm, no foul, but it's also not taking the time away from other clients for you that you can be putting into and giving that time as Mm -hmm. well. Um, you know, so it is, I think that's a great, that's a great way to segregate. It's like, is this something you can do? Cause if you can't, I mean this in the kindest way, but if you can't kind of maintain this at a base level, then there's a good chance, even if I'm going to be watching a little bit more, even more that, you know, there could build some animosity, not necessarily against you, but against tracking and macros and nutrition altogether. And that's the last thing I know you want to do is have any sort of breeding, whether that's your fault or just by proxy of it of having any negativity when it comes to food. So it's like a way to decide like, yeah, this is for me. And it kind of gets them amped up to be like, okay, yeah, I know I can do this. Let's take it to the next level. Right. And then that also helps you um, get them to that next level instead of just starting them at the basics. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And I have clients that have just stayed with challenges. challenges. I've had clients that have only done one-on-one. They just prefer the more professional or like personal approach. Um, I do like daily data charts where we, log log the information we do way daily yes we get on the scale um i understand some people don't like the scale and i'm okay with that like i'm not for everybody macros is not for everybody uh you have to find what works for you along the way um i was always somebody who's terrified of the scale and it wasn't until i started weighing myself every single day that it became less important and you've seen it as a tool is what it is. And that's, yeah. I think, what we talked about. So I'm glad you brought that back around because hmm. I think, again, we go back to that mentality and that mindset. And I can understand that things can be traumatic. But unfortunately, we can't stop trauma from happening. We can't stop bad things. But we can change how we view things. So if you can view that as strictly a tool, which is what it is, it's not looking up at you and yelling at you and saying those negative things. You're actually saying them to yourself inside your brain. Right, the, right. The, the scale isn't coming back and saying, you're you know like you're saying it yeah, inside yeah. so you so went up two pounds today you're a horrible person exactly like the, the scale's you. not telling that yeah, it's yeah. just telling you a right. number right and so it's like it's in your head you have to retrain that right so and again if you're on it every single day and you see and sometimes you can really see how much you can fluctuate from your period to yeah, yeah. you know maybe you didn't take a poop for a couple of days like things right, happen right. right and it actually makes you feel better seeing how much it can fluctuate and then once it doesn't have that power over you anymore, it doesn't have that power over in you. And it's it doesn't, so, doesn't. And I think that's why I mean, you like to say that because we also had that and it was such a gratifying moment to being like, right. okay. And once you get into that ma- maintenance, you know, you've been tracking or you've been working out, you know, what works. Like, I know I would like to get better to get goals, but for the most part, I'm good. Like I'm healthy. I eat good. Yeah. I'm at my goals. Right. You 
it, it just stays the same. You just fluctuate. Oh, you got your period. Like, but it stays within like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd say five to 10. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I ate oh, out. I had a little more sodium. Yeah. I had a couple had drinks. Couple yeah, yeah, yeah my, scale my scale is up. up. But when I go back to routine and my regular kind of pattern, that's coming back down. Whereas years ago, when I saw that go up, I would not go back to my regular routine. I would just eat more and eat more and eat more. And then the scale would just continue to climb. Because I didn't understand there's so many water fluctuations. There's so many reasons that come behind just that number on the scale. Um, Currently, I am doing a post. I am in a deficit myself. And I am doing a daily post where I post my scale every single morning. Um... You get a little hate for it, and I'm and I'm okay with people not loving it. It's okay. Nobody, I'm not promoting it. The scale. I have some clients that only weigh once a week. It's okay. But at the same time, I want to show people that the fluctuations happen all the time. Yeah, and, not, and the and not more to be we understand the scale, the less, the less like the more we understand anything, the less scared we are, right? Totally, yeah. And you feel more so, empowered about it, right? And like right. understanding yeah. that what yeah. that's normal, and you know, and and two one one big thing is like everyone's healthy weight is going to look differently. It doesn't mean that everybody yeah. at every size is healthy for everyone. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but everyone is going to have a different healthy size for each individual, and that's always going to look different. And if you're constantly comparing that or your clothes sizes to that, you know, it's like yeah. how you feel. Where your progress? Where were you last year? Where do you want to see yourself mm-hmm. next year? Those are the things you should be judging yourself on, not right. that number, you know, like, and if it fluctuates, it fluctuates. If it's a couple years and it hasn't moved and you're pissed off and you're triggered by it, I encourage you to look in and say, why? Like, maybe it is mm-hmm. time to get a macro coach. Maybe it is time to get a fitness coach or talk to the doctor. Maybe you have a thyroid problem. And understand problem. it more. Yeah. And understand it's a lot about understanding it. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times we do. I work with my clients and let them know that the only person you should ever compare yourself to is who you were yesterday. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Who you were last year. Yeah. Yeah. Who you want to be. Like, where are you now and who you want to be? What do you need to do? Because I can post my numbers in the group sometimes. I've been tracking for close to five years. Yeah. I'm very good at getting close to my numbers. Yes. Um, yeah, I know my process. I know my foods. I know my stuff. And, and somebody, somebody who just started their journey, it's not going to be the same. Are going yeah. way over yeah. in their carbs yeah. and comparing themselves yeah. to me gets yeah. them nowhere. No, absolutely, absolutely. But you could look right? and say, hey, this week I had a good week. Last week, oh, maybe I did good on my fats. Like it's really, truly picking out the wins right. Right. and celebrating them yeah. and being aware of your downfalls and your weaknesses, so that you can improve it, but not. Back to that balance of grace and responsibility. Yeah, they don't have to hold us back. The weaknesses and the can actually make us better. Yeah, they can make us stronger. And too, that's like the right. And I guess right. it depends. Like that's human experience, right? You're coming here and you're learning mm-hmm. about like who you are and all of these things, and you know, trying to be your best version of yourself. So instead of getting mad at the things that are triggering you and showing you what are quote unquote maybe the parts that you're mm-hmm. upset about or you're vulnerable see that and honor it and be like, okay, I'm not good at eating food. How can I do this better? Maybe I just follow Lori and I just start watching some of the things and I get inspired. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do a challenge. Maybe I just look up with macros are and start understanding and looking at food different. Maybe I'm going to sit down tonight and have an intentional dinner and enjoy it and be celebrated. Maybe I'm going to be excited about cooking dinner because I get to, some people in the world don't get to cook dinner or can't afford mm-hmm. to cook dinner, right? There's like, so much, there's so much around the food that doesn't have to be negative. And unfortunately, we live in a world where, you know, we're told what to eat, what not to eat, everything else. Um, and it's just, 
overwhelming more than anything. And that's, and that's where, that's where my coach came in. And that's then why I decided to do this because I don't, I don't, I don't think a lot of people knew that you can enjoy food and still reach your goals and still not be perfect and still trip, fall and flip upside down and get back on track. Yeah. Or go on a vacation and just not worry about Enjoy. it and come yeah. back and be like, wow, cool. Awesome. Wouldn't it be like, just think about the break that is like when you break free from that, right. It's oh. just like the freedom of it. Right. And not being trapped. Yeah. And, yeah. and it really does. I feel like it really starts in your brain and the environment that you have. So even like I said, following people that do share those things that help mm-hmm. you understand that it's normal or what are, you know, what are the things that they do? What are the behaviors, the habits that they have? And then you start like, I'm, I'm like a firm believer. Like I hate microwaving stuff. I like to make it fresh as best I can, but sometimes that doesn't work. So sometimes I'll meal prep and I'll be like, I just don't want to microwave stuff this month. So I'll make like different salads or cold pastas or, you know, cold foods. Like, and then some weeks I'm like, ah, all I can do is microwave every single meal that I have because that's all I can do this week. And I don't hold myself. I'm like, it is what it is, man. But you ate food, you know, like. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. So yeah. this has uh, been awesome, Lauren. Under, not overcomplicating things. I think yeah. that would be my biggest thing to tell yeah. people. Stop, stop overcomplicating and, and relax. And find somebody who find somebody who knows who's been there, who can help you, that you can see yourself like living that type of lifestyle. Because if you start something, you should be able to see yourself continue doing it with growth but still the foundations of it yeah and it should like not excite you but it should be something you want to do and if it's not the time that's okay you know but but it's always there and I think that's what's so cool and again even just having the awareness of man how am I how am I looking at food you know maybe I don't think that I have a negative one but maybe I do because it's just not Mm -hmm. even a thought I hate it I you know I hear some people say I hate eating it's just so annoying and I'm like I get that because I've been there too. But then once you again have that flip, it's like, oh, I can't wait to go out for dinner, like not go out for dinner or make this new recipe that I found. Like I always love finding Mm -hmm. recipes online and be like, oh, I'm going to try it. And sometimes it's a hit. And sometimes I'm like, you have a blog for food. What is this? Like, (laughs) you know, and I never shy away from stuff. Like I love cooking like Southern stuff that has all the fats and all the goods. Like, you know, I, I just, for me personally, like I tried to, enjoy food because I used to have such a poor relationship where I was afraid mm-hmm. of it and I hated it and it was a waste of time and it was annoying. And again, we have that moment and there's people around you that are doing the right things and you just absorb it. And then yeah. you want to be better and better and you just stack all the wins and you just see all the positives. And then you start seeing food and nutrition and all of that health and wellness is really good and you don't have to be mad about it i thought for a long time i was never going to be somebody that could have a transformation picture or transformation like situation because um i liked the wrong things i liked burgers and i liked pizza and nachos and stuff and now i prefer my nachos i incorporate my protein wraps or um I, yeah, like, yeah, like my, burgers my burgers are, are and, and, and it's all done for my macros and my life, my, my, my likes my and dislikes. dislikes. I always, I always tell people the only food you shouldn't eat is something you're allergic to or something you just don't like. Yeah. Yeah. That gives right. you the shots. Maybe, you know, if it gives you the shits, right. maybe don't do it, you know, but you do it. And, there are, and there are some, yeah, like I'm a big McCain cake lover, but the last time I had it, I'm pretty sure. I was sick for three days straight, no. and 
I'm like, that, unfortunately, as much as I love it, it needs to go on the Lori Cantab list. Yes, yeah, and sometimes it happens too, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This has been so great, Lori. Thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation. I love the glow up for both of us for food. I love watching, you know, you help everyone and everyone tagging you and just absolutely watching the success and not even just the success in the business as like, just as an yeah. entrepreneur, just as an individual that found their passion because they went through bullshit and was tired of something and wanted mm-hmm. to be the change they seen in the world. So I really want people to take away the positive stuff that you said about food as well, but just you as an individual and your journey becoming a coach, because unfortunately in this day and age, people just want to make money. And this is where my, my beef is with this industry, fitness, nutrition, and you don't. And this is why I always highlight and share you because I think that's super important and you're real about stuff. You're not afraid to show everyone like, Hey, yeah, sometimes we have flappy arms and sometimes, you know, we, we, like I said, talk to mom instead of going for a workout and that's okay. But tomorrow I'm going to go for my workout and you know what? My body's probably going to thank me because I probably needed that rest. Right. So please continue to be yourself and keep growing. And I can't wait to maybe next year, maybe we'll do a one year anniversary and we'll have her close off our year and see where she is this year. Cause I, like you said too, you learn stuff every year, like every Christmas, you maybe learn a new recipe that you swap out. That's quote unquote, a little bit more nutrient dense and you feel better. It fits in your macros better, you know, like there's so much to improve. And I think um, this industry is, is taking that shift. It's starting to take it from that very aesthetic, ego driven stuff to the true health and spirituality uh, and the beauty and intentions of eating and nourishing your body and your soul. So mm-hmm. wrap that up. Thanks again, Lori, very much guys. Make sure you go follow her, um, uh, macro McKay and it's M M M A C R O underscore M C K A Y. Right. Yeah. Yes. Just to make yes. sure it's not the M A C. Cause some, I'm like, yeah, I'm, always yeah, st- yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, every time it stops me and I have to look because I always <laughs> second guess myself. <laughs> Anyways, guys, give her a follow. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye. Thank you guys for stopping by the show today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, make sure to show us some love on our Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channels, like those episodes, and turn on the notification bells. You can find our video version of the show on YouTube, Rumble, and Spotify, or you can catch the audio version on Apple and Google Podcast. But stay tuned for more realness coming to you soon. Until next time, babes.